Hey friends, welcome back to the Way of the Master podcast. Uh, sorry about the unplanned long hiatus. Uh, life has been a bit crazy and ministry demands increased, but hopefully we're back and we'll be more consistent. This is uh, our series on the person, work, and ministry of the Holy Spirit, which uh, this is only the second session, episode 26. So if you want to go back and refresh yourself, listen to episode 25, which is the introduction to the series. So today I just want to focus on uh, the, the Holy Spirit as a person and is the third member of the Trinity. You know, Jesus, in his promise of the Spirit, gives us a promise of a person. And so if we were to look at John 14, starting in verse 15, Jesus says this, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, who the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in, be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. In that day, you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So the personal pronoun, he or him, is used throughout this passage. Uh, he will be with us. He will be in us. The Father and Son will be in us through the Holy Spirit. And so this uh, kind of indwelling of the Holy Spirit that Jesus promises us is modeled on uh, the parachoesis of the Trinity or the, the inner, inner penetration of the members of the Trinity into one another. And so there is this whole idea that God indwelling us through the Holy Spirit is also the presence of the Father and the Son in us through the Spirit. Now, we have a very limited ability to understand this as, because, as, as God is infinite and our little brains are finite. And so we can't really get our head around the reality of all this. So we have to accept the fact that God as Trinity is represented in the human that has received Christ as Lord and Savior through the person of the Holy Spirit. In fact, we experience God and his love in and through the person of the Holy Spirit. It is through our connection with the Holy Spirit that we have our communion with God. We talked about this in episode 25 with this wonderful benediction that Paul has in 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14. 
He says this, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And so there's this idea of the Trinitarian God expressing himself to us through fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Now, fellowship, the Greek koinonia, you know, it's basically an association involving close mutual relations and involvement. So it's close association, and you can think of it as participation in or with. So our participation with God himself, uh, and also with other believers, is in and through the person of the Holy Spirit. So our the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the participation with God through the indwelling person of the Spirit, is relational. And so it's driven uh, by our relationship with God as a person. It's through the Holy Spirit, of course, that we come to newness of life in Christ. In John chapter 3, Jesus is explaining this to Nehemiah, uh, or I'm sorry, not to Nehemiah, <laughs> to Nicodemus. And, and he says this, starting in verse, and it says this in the text, starting in verse 1. Now there's a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, this man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher from God, for no one can do the signs that you do unless God is with him. And Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. So to really understand this uh, uh, concept of being born again, it really, it kind of comes through the text as, being born anew from above by the Holy Spirit. And this is an, a work of inner transformation by the Spirit. And it's a spiritual rebirth in the Spirit that is accessed through Christ. A new life, a new future, a new nature. And it brings a new, larger uh, awareness of the transcendent reality that's around us, the reality of God. And so we don't understand how it happens, but we can see the effect of it. Just like you can't see the wind, but you can see the trees moving in the wind. So it is with the Holy Spirit. You can't see how this thing happens, how the new birth occurs, but we can see the change in a person's life. So maintaining relationship with the Holy Spirit then is essential to our ongoing spiritual vitality. In John 15, Jesus says this, starting in verse 4, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he's thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burn. 
If you abide in me and my words in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. In this metaphor, Jesus is, of course, talking about something the disciples knew well, that if in a vineyard a branch became damaged or somehow uh, partially or completely disconnected from the vine, the vital sap that would flow from the root through the, through the vine into the branch that would bear fruit in producing grapes, that would end. So if there's a break in the connection, the life doesn't flow from the branch or from the vine to the branch, and there's no fruit that's born. So the Holy Spirit is that, that life, uh, that living sap. Uh, you know, he is the river of life. Jesus said that, uh, that those who are followers of his would have rivers of living water flowing out of them. So the Holy Spirit flows through people to bear fruit into the lives of other people. So without that connection and relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit, we become disconnected and we don't bear much fruit. So the key point in this particular section is that the Holy Spirit is a person and not just a power. He's not some uh, universal force or some kind of other uh, miraculous power, but is a person and needs to be related to. And when we do experience him, we experience his power. So it's the difference between uh, the substance of the wind and the effect of the wind. So the substance of the Holy Spirit is a person. The effect is his power. And when we maintain our relationship with the person, we stay spiritually connected to his life flow. And the person of the Holy Spirit has a passionate interest in you and I and desires an ongoing communion with us. And so that is why it is so important to understand this person with whom we have fellowship, this third person of the Trinity through whom we relate to God, that he is a person. And Paul uh, was so, uh, so passionate about this, he wanted the Ephesians church to understand this. And so one of his great apostolic prayers for the church is found in Ephesians chapter 1, starting in verse 15. Paul says this, For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints who do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, and then here's his prayer, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the Spirit, meaning the person, of wisdom, and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the great working uh, of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So Paul's prayer for the Ephesians is that they would have the Spirit 
and the Spirit would bring them wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of who God was, that the Spirit would open the eyes of their heart, that they might know through the Spirit the hope to which God had called them, and through the Spirit they would know the riches of his glorious inheritance, and through the Spirit that they would understand the great power that works in us and through us. All of this for the glory of God, and all of this fully expressed through his body, which is the fullness of him who fills all in all. So it is the person of the Holy Spirit that we have to cultivate relationship with, that we might come into the fullness of everything that God has for us. And so my encouragement for you this week is that you would seek out the person of the Holy Spirit, and that you would pray that the Holy Spirit would reveal himself to you, and that the Holy Spirit would flow through you with his vital life and power, that you might be used by God to bring, uh, to bear much fruit and bring forth his kingdom reality in the lives of your friends and your family. So God bless you this week, and go bear much fruit.